The Wolf and Bull podcast was prepared, conducted, and hosted by the Wolf and Bull team in their personal capacity. This podcast is for expressive listening entertainment, and any views, ideas, or opinions may or may not extend past the boundaries of this podcast. Conversations or specific comments on behalf of the hosts and guests are for entertainment purposes only. Due to language and potentially offensive topics, listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. This is the Wolf from the Wolf Podcast. Uh, welcome to episode 27. Um, I've got some wonderfully interesting news. Uh, it's just me today. <laughs> it's just it's just me sitting here. Uh, as it's always been, the bull has just been a, a figment of my imagination. Now, the bull has gone out to pasture. And by out to pasture, I mean he has gone on a trip. So it is me and my lovely co-host... Uh, also known as Beowulf and my wife, uh, covering in for the bull. Um, now, normally I would say that Beowulf is going to be the bull, but the bull and I have had way too many weird conversations for that to make much sense. So mm. the bull is the bull, and Beowulf will be Beowulf. And as everyone knows here, uh, I, the star, the pride, and the love and joy of all of the audience, of and, and me being the important part of the show, the wolf, we're here to talk to you in episode 27 um, of what was formerly known as the Wolf and Bowl podcast, now known as the Wolf podcast. Just the Wolf? <laughs> Just kidding. Yes. It's gone to my head. Uh, I have taken control. You are, you are basically the lead like of the boy band, right? So yeah, I'm like Justin Timberlake when he left. Insane. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Me. Yeah, so now, I'm just, now it's just the Wolf. You yeah. know, they, they all tried a bit of a single like solo career you know that didn't uh one direction do the same thing they all have a solo career yeah they kind of just do uh this they all jumped out and a few of them were i think the only one that's good was harry styles i know uh what's his they're face they're all great what are you talking nah, about I, the only one that's good harry, is harry styles, styles is probably the most popular but they all have some really good music you know i went to one of the last concerts where they all were together even before before zane left hmm. yeah i did that it was also the craziest concert I've ever been to because I was somehow the oldest girl there with my younger sister at the time and her friend. Not really. There was a lot of older women there, but I just remember being a little out of place. Although it was a great concert. <laughs> that was kind of disturbing just a little bit in the, the context of them being there being a bunch of there had to have been some like dads there there were lots of dads there actually i would argue that there was like more dads there than not because most of the girls there were underage so they needed uh you know supervision i wonder what any of them like the the one direction i'm just gonna refer to them as the one direction not one direction but uh, the one direction i wonder what they think or what they thought about that as being young men lauded by children i'm sure they must have been strange strange and possibly resented it a bit although they are very wealthy and famous and can uh, we dive into the can we dive into the mindset of harry styles the the most um 
manly and feminine man I've ever seen simultaneously wearing a dress. Can we here's, dive into the mindset behind that, please? Here's the thing about Harry Styles. I think that he he has one of the best voices I've heard live. That's just me. I haven't heard everybody that, you know, I haven't heard Sam Smith. I hear he's amazing live. Wait, he was in one or he was in the One Direction. No, um, no. Was he on on the the know. the same show that they the, the Simon Cowell show? See, American Idol. No, there was another one. Uh, America's Got Talent. Britain, Britain, Britain's, Britain's Got, got talent, talent. I guess. Yes, yes, yeah. That's where they were all found. Is Simon Cowell even like an American citizen? No, I don't know. He's not. I have no clue. We're we're going way off. Well, of what uh, we were going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, this is important though. Um, <laughs> this is, Simon is important. Ca- is si- in, is we Simon need to know Cowell that- <laughs> is Simon Cowell an American citizen? Um, Last I heard, I'm that real quick. he was going through all those issues with his divorce, and he had cheated on his wife with his best friend's wife. Maybe really? Yeah, something like that. Or maybe it was his wife's best friend. Oh yeah, no, of course he's a citizen. Why are we asking a stupid question? I'm I'm not sure. Dual but Simon Cowell, man. He yeah he found all of the One Direction members as mm. they were individuals trying out on Britain's Got Talent mm. and then he meshed them all together into a boy band and they were very successful until they all probably started to resent everyone and each other and they all went their separate ways and I think two of them don't do as much as the other three but a lot of three of them sing a lot a lot of internalized hatred for boy bands apparently. I just I think that being that famous and that. It's surrounded by so many yes men, yes women, yes people, whatever. When you're that young, yes, really screws you up. Yes things. Yes days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, just for the sake of not getting sued in the future, uh, this is the Wolf and Bull podcast. There's two of us. Uh, the bull, as I said, is on vacation or on a trip. Uh, he's finding his, his uh, young bull self. Um, this is episode 27, and uh, last episode we discussed, I believe it was the Illuminati. I can't keep track of anything anymore because time is just meshing together. Every day is the same. Um, so in this episode, we're going to talk about some uh, equally interesting things in the spirit of Halloween and Spooktopia, Spookville. Um, that's a thing now, Spooktopia, Spooktopia Spookville. <laughs> Spookville? <laughs> Spookville, Spooksville. Um, so we're going to talk about some interesting things, but before we do that, we're going to jump right into the news. But before we jump right into the news, um, Beowulf, is there anything that you want to say to the audience? How are you doing? You know, what are your hopes and I dreams? I am honored to um, be included mm. in on this podcast, and you probably recognize my voice as someone who typically introduces it. This is the Wolf and Bull podcast, and I don't remember exactly what I said, but disclaimer, disclaimer. Please don't sue us. Disclaimer, disclaimer. Something Enjoy like the that. episode. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could remember off the top of my head because that would have mm. been really funny to just launch into it. Would have been a bit. You want you want me to cut it out and we can go get the script. <laughs> the and Wolf you can and read Bull it. podcast has been prepared, hosted, and conducted. I don't remember the rest. <laughs> I'm honored. Close. I'm honored to be included. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to fill some pretty big shoes. I know the bull is quite hysterical with his bullish puns and. I am here to make sure we keep that trend alive please and stop, I will please. I'm not as quick taking I'm not I'm not as quick as he is but we're going to life. I'm going to try let's see if I can get at least one good pun hmm. one good pun for the tally but other than that I'm doing good I uh I've got a bit of a pinched nerve in my neck which has been fun to deal with the last couple of days 
Okay, and, so uh, we're now talking about this is now a habit thing that I started last week. I talked about the giant nasty uh, boil that was on my neck. It's now gone, by the way. I thankfully. do not have a boil um, on my neck. You've just... got back issues now. Um, I'm getting older. These things happen. It's so, isn't it just disturbing? That I, I am creeping towards 30, still very young, but also not as young as I once was, as most of us are as we get older. <laughs> you know, a hundred years ago, people our age had like great grandchildren. Great grandchildren? Yeah. Uh, In different parts of the world? Oh, yeah. Great grandchildren mm-hmm. at 27? Actually, not, not great grandchildren. <laughs> grandchildren. Sorry. Grandchildren? Yeah. I used maybe to maybe two hundred years. I ago, used right? to think that twenty seven was old. Well, if you're like fifteen and you get married off into some weird arranged marriage in another country or here two hundred years ago, obviously you know you have the ability to have grandchildren by the time you're thirty. That's so, which is crazy, disturbing. I'm sorry, but yeah. disturbing. Like, I'm, I'm just. I mean, obviously, it'd probably be likely to be like thirty five, where you most likely have grandchildren but i'm just At saying in rate, the off chance i'm gonna be like old really old old grandma yeah i'm gonna be like a 80 when i become a grandma I re- <laughs> kids i remember when cell phones were not widespread oh, me too i remember when we could go outside and not be kidnapped i remember when i oh geez what was my first cell phone it was just a flip phone like a regular tiny little flip mm. phone and um you were able to change the front of them. They had replaceable. Yeah. Like you could slide them on side mouth. And I had a hot pink like one with silver stars, like silver sparkly stars all wow. over it. I thought I oh, was so cool. I'd wear that with my etnies mm. and my flare jeans, which are back in style, by the way. Things Yikes. just always come back around. I remember when Caitlin was Bruce. Yeah, things have changed real fast. And that's okay. I have no problem with Caitlyn, even though Caitlyn has murdered someone and gotten away with it. And speaking of celebrities that have murdered people and will likely get away with it, Alec Baldwin, in the news, by the way, Alec Baldwin uh, accidentally, as of yesterday night, uh, discharged a prop gun and uh, killed someone. That's so sad. Um, it is sad for the person that died. Uh, and it's sad for Baldwin because Baldwin, it's, I don't wish ill things on anyone um but he has been very critical over the last year and a half uh on his twitter account um of certain things that have occurred with the law enforcement and with uh the january january 6 protesters um that are very odd um some twitter statements questioning wonder it would like in his words i wonder what it would be like to uh shoot someone type things is very odd i i saw it all over social media today um now the sad part about this is someone did pass away and someone is i believe in critical condition right now um now baldwin today said that his heart is broken Uh, after firing a prop gun that killed a cinematographer and wounded the director of a movie being filmed in new mexico um i believe the movie was is called rust now what's Mm -hmm. gonna be interesting about this is that and I'll, i'll read some of Baldwin's quotes. It's going to be interesting about this is manslaughter is, I believe, a felony in the state of New Mexico. So... Oh, this happened in New Mexico? Mm-hmm. So uh. he, uh, his exact words were, uh, there are no words to convey my shock and sadness regarding the tragic accident that took the life of Halnia Hutchins. Condolences to her family. Um, a wife, mother, and deeply admired colleague of ours. Baldwin tweeted, I'm fully cooperating with the police investigation to address how this tragedy, occur- tragedy occurred, and I am in touch with her husband, offering my support to him and his family. 
Um, my heart is broken for her husband, their son, and all who knew and loved Hal, Hal, Halnia, Hal, Halnia. I think that I, I apologies if I'm mispronouncing that name. Um, mm. Terrible, ta- sad situation. Um, unbelievably, ridiculously ironic if you contrast it with some of his statements about pl- police shootings and um, the I believe it was the death of Ashley Babbitt during the January six riots. I um, I'm curious. Well, this was this was him using a prop gun during a scene. Is that what happened? Uh, apparently, yeah, it was a prop gun during a scene. Um, so, so they were now, actively in a scene and it discharged as in he used the prop gun and it like, so prop what guns, exactly happened? Prop guns normally have blanks in them. Yes. And apparently, um, an eyewitness told the Hollywood gossip, um, and this is from the New York post An eyewitness told the Hollywood gossip website showbiz 411 that Baldwin immediately became distraught and asked how he'd been handing a weapon with loaded bullets instead of blanks. So apparently someone had loaded the prop gun with bullets. Okay. Um, and granted, he, he stated in all his ears he has never been handed a hot gun. Uh, for all of you that don't know how to handle guns, uh, just for point of reference, always treat it as if it's loaded. Um, that is literally rule number one. Treat it as if it's loaded. You never point at anyone. doesn't matter if it's fake or real. Um, doesn't well, especially if it's real, you never point at anyone. But if it's fake, you never point at anyone. I mean, this I, is... I agree with that. Um, my issue here is that number one, if I'm understanding this correctly, someone loaded a prop gun with real bullets on a set. Is that what happened? Uh, because apparently. that I I there's some issues there. Here's the here's the truth. Regardless of Alec Baldwin's statements in the past or his opinions on anything politically or not, whatever, it is. Um, terribly sad obviously the real victim here is uh, the woman who was killed and the person who is currently in critical condition Alec Baldwin also I mean this was an accident and I would say a freak accident if not that there were real bullets in a prop gun I don't see how that would ever fly on a set I mean I've I've been well, on not not in anything in this capacity, but I've been on sets before, and they are very strict typically about yeah. these type of things, especially since this really mirrors the famous death of Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee is that his name? The the yes. son of um, uh, which? Well, uh, it was on the it was on the movie yes. The Crow. Yeah, he, same sort of thing same happened. Same sort of thing. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and here's the thing: is I obviously I don't want to criticize Alec. Um, past the point of what he deserves obviously this is his fault and i do think that legally he should face whatever repercussions come with I, it yes mans- manslaughter 100 mm-hmm. percent. if he was on a set where he was asked to shoot a prop gun which they do on all of these he sets, pointed it at somebody here's here's you know here's they, the thing wait, they do this on set though i understand but the the i guess the line that i have here is when it comes to things that are considered manslaughter this would be accidental manslaughter from my understanding, because you you accidentally did something, you murdered someone, or no, you didn't murder someone, you killed someone in accident, which is manslaughter. You have to face repercussions. If we're gonna have same semblance rule of law, it's like with it's like someone who accidentally kills someone while getting in an accident. Did they intend on doing it? No. Someone died. Thus, they have to face some repercussions. I have, wait, I have a question. I'm, I'm no. very confused about this. Is this woman an actor? No, she's the she was the director of photography. So how did she get shot? Don't know. Uh, that's that's the, I think there's too many holes here. To well, really they're investigating. Cast. This yeah, happened last. We yesterday. know very little so, except that someone died and Alec 
feels responsible and that no, there no, was no, not, no he is responsible now that the, the problem with this is not to say that you shouldn't i'm not look i'm not i'm not grilling him in the sense that i think he did it purposely he didn't but there has to be a dividing line here in the investigation where he is or he isn't responsible now uh what's interesting to me is that in any other circumstance, whether it's someone who's a citizen or someone who is famous, there is a very clear and thick line in which people get away with things that they shouldn't get away with. I'm not saying he has to go to jail. I'm not saying that he has to um, be looked at as some, you know, ostracized from society. I'm saying there should be consequences, whatever they may be. Now, I don't know what those consequences would entail. This, again, like you said, is a freak accident, and I don't think any charges have been have been uh, prepped. But pushed. that's that's my question is or filed. If this was an actress in a scene with uh, mm -hmm. Alec Baldwin and the scene called for him to shoot a gun at the other actress, like yeah. they do in almost every movie you see today, there's someone throwing a weapon at someone. Uh, how that was his job as an actor is to shoot a fake gun. How he did not know it was a loaded prop gun i'm very confused on this series of events here and how she ended up getting shot and i'm sure that will come out i think the the real he's and he's getting grilled he's been getting grilled all day about this oh i'm um, well it, bottom line and, is what like you said whatever will come will come with with consequences yeah. however um on at first looking at this i feel a bit of pity for him because oh, sure. I'm like I'm I sure he didn't wake up that morning no. and want to kill anyone. I probably probably uh, knew this person at least oh, he fairly was, well. Supposedly he was in he was in tears, which uh, and obviously in tears the man's probably going to need to to go to therapy and sure. deal with some serious issues from this. Um, and I, I think the reason he's getting grilled is not that someone died; it's that he was he's been very outspoken over the last few years over certain things. Um, one of his tweets from 2017. Um, in relation to, I believe it was a shooting in the LA t in Huntington Beach um, of a police officer who was captured on video struggling with a yeah, suspect in a parking lot convenience store before shooting the man several times. Uh, Baldwin tweeted, "I wonder how it must feel to wrongfully kill someone," which irony is not lost on this. And unfortunately, this is one of those situations where it's kind of like, "Ooh, yikes!" That didn't age well. Now, hopefully, you know, obviously, uh, I don't want anything to bad to happen to Baldwin. I've, I've liked Baldwin and a lot of what he's done. I think he's, outside of his very politically charged opinions on Twitter, he seems like a decent human being. Um, and obviously, you know, the, the thing that people shouldn't lose focus on here is the death of someone um, and the tragedy and trauma that is facing the family. Um, with all that being said, though, I do think that it would be a little... <sighs> It would be a little concerning if there was if, if this just disappeared. And I'm not to say that, as I said before, I don't want him like not to say that he should go to jail or anything. But there needs to be some sort of um, recognition if we're going to continue to have a society in which everyone is treated by the same grounds. Because if you gave me a gun, prop or not, and I pointed it at you and discharged, I would be in jail. Well, like I was saying earlier, I've, I've been on some sets like this, nothing to this extent, but they are usually extreme measures in place to make sure that, you know, someone isn't waving one of those things around when they're not being monitored with blanks and yeah. stunt doubles. And this is why, you know, you hear, you, hear, you hear about someone like, um, just for example, Tom Cruise, he always does his own stunts, right? you know, everything from climbing the side of a building to shooting guns and doing flips and blah, 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 blah. This is the reason why 
I think there should be more stunt doubles in Hollywood because these are people who are trained to handle these things. And someone like Tom Cruise, as great of an actor as he is, it's not necessary for them to be doing these things when their profession is acting, not well, necessarily yeah. discharging weapons and um, driving fast cars around fast corners and et cetera. We well, might look great on camera, but in mm -hmm. the end you have someone who is probably a, a lot of people on these sets who are underpaid, overworked workers who, you know, they're just, well, I doubt that they had anyone on set that was providing a uh, live firearm training. Well, this to is, anybody. this is my, there's lots of questions here, and I'm sure, like I said, I, what do we really know? We're not the police in New Mexico dealing with this. I'm sure they're going over all of it, but it is, sets are a lot of moving pieces, a lot of people, typically, from my understanding, I have no idea what was going on with this, Rust, that yeah. was the movie, Rust, yeah. I have no idea what um, their their uh, size production was, but typically, even the like tiny ones, these little... I almost said mom and pop shop productions, but you know, <laughs> these little mom and pop productions, <laughs> these, these independent <laughs> movies and, and stuff like that. They need a lot of people on set. And also, I also don't know the regulations for movies in somewhere like New Mexico, but somewhere like California, it's extremely strict. That's why you see well, a lot of people move to somewhere. You see how a lot of movies are now filmed in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of regulations. People need to, to, uh, understand that a lot of the reasons people move businesses including productions of movies is to kind of slither around certain regulations and yeah and all and, sorts of and again like i i i think a lot of this comes down to for people who are not actors and for people who don't frequently and people who are actors or people who you know don't frequently handle fire firearms there needs to be a con a very conscious effort to understand whether the, like I said a second ago, whether it is a real gun or a fake gun, to treat it always as if it is a loaded real gun. Um, so, I mean, condolences again to the family. Uh, terrible situation. Not very good news. Um, also really terribly, stupidly ironic news. Um, but that seems to be almost every news sequence these days. Anyways... With that being said, our second topic in the news, uh, the FBI has confirmed that Brian Laundry's is it laundry? Like laundry mat? Like dirty laundry. Oh, Brian Laundry's remains found in the Florida Reserve. This is coming from the Daily Wire. Um, the FBI confirmed late Thursday that the remains found Wednesday in the Florida Nature Preserve belong to Brian Laundrymat, fiance of Gabby Petito whose own remains were found last month in the Grand Teton National Park. The agency confirmed that Laundrie's identity in a, uh, in a Twitter post, reportedly after informing the, the Laundrie family that a comparison of dental records yielded a match. Um, mm. Their exact tweet was, On October 21st, 2021, a comparison of dental records confirmed that the human remains found at the T. Mabry Carlton Jr. Memorial Reserve at the, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce this word, Mayakitachi, Mayakitachi? Creek Probably Environmental close. Park are those of Brian Laundry. Um, mm. So the I was wrong. I was away? wrong. No, I uh, I've been I've been saying for the past month because I've really followed this um, as I'm so, sure so many people all over the place have. Uh, partially because I had come across. Uh, Gabby Petito's Instagram I'm pretty sure like right before all this um all the craziness with her being reported missing and stuff like that went down maybe it might not have been her but I recognized her photo before I saw it like the butter not the butterfly one um 
da, da, da. There was one picture of her like in between the rocks that you see all over the news now. And I had thought I saw, thought I saw it on my like explore page or something. I could be totally misremembering that, but um, the whole thing is just tragic. I thought for sure that that guy was hiding out somewhere. Oh, he was. I mean, like I know I thought like he was still far away somewhere in Mexico or Cuba or somewhere where he could put on a, a wig and a hat and a mask and never be found. But um, <laughs> so Los Angeles, <laughs> yeah, well, L.A. <laughs> but uh, I think the whole thing is just it. It got sadder and sadder and sadder. And then when this news came out, I was like, <sighs> you you almost hope you're like, can, can we got get any sort of explanation or or admission or anything and because i know they found some of his stuff and i saw that there was mention of a notebook and you're almost mm. hoping that he even if it was just a suicide letter if that was what happened because we don't know what happened they haven't released it the one thing i've had to think about a lot is because everyone wants to be an armchair detective you know you go on reddit and there's whole say. threads <laughs> there's whole threads about this as you sit in an armchair as i sit in an armchair um but law enforcement almost always knows more than the Reddit threads do. So You don't say. <laughs> yeah. uh, you mean Twitter and Reddit I, get it wrong? Yeah, they do sometimes. <laughs> They're not good sources of information ever? <laughs> I think people had been speculating for a long time about why the uh, police were searching that reserve for uh, almost a month now, and there was reports of him on the Appalachian Trail all over the place, and they were just kind of probably following them up quietly, but but they weren't like moving their million dollar search, you know, up to North Carolina mountains or something. And the bottom line is I think they knew way more than they released as they, they should, as they should, because the opinions of, like you said, Twitter and Reddit can muddle the waters a little bit. And the, the whole thing is just terrible. I mean, I've watched that police cam uh, video on uh of the two of them in in utah and you know hindsight's 2020 but it's it's hard to watch in general even if you even if even if they were both still alive today mm -hmm. it's hard to watch uh because you see a young couple and there's obviously issues and the the uh her name's gabby right Gab gabrielle did you go by gabby 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 yeah um she was really upset and it's hard for me to watch and you know i think that his family i know they're being labeled all over the place as america's most hated family yeah see that's that's something i don't understand uh now and this is something that and let me um, I'll, well let me fin let you you finish your point really quick. i was just gonna say it's it's easy looking from the outside in to really cast judgment and like i said there's so much that i'm sure that you me and everyone don't know about anything yeah. however um looking at the situation and there is some i don't know if they're coincidences or not it's definitely strange that his parents went out and found him within or his stuff at least within a couple minutes however it's hard to it's hard to put yourself in the position because we don't know exactly what they know or knew. Well, I think the or were told. Well, I think the real problem that I have with all of this, and this is what I have, I've had this problem ever since, and I think this really started with that. What was that documentary? Uh, Making a murder. 
on that I, I think it yeah. really started this type of attitude towards certain obscure situations and murders and um, events such as that uh, really started to pick up pace from the social sphere uh, when all of the young moms decided to discover murder podcasts um, and take positions on things that require a good detail of information to understand properly and to make judgment calls on. Now, I've never understood why people demonize the family members of people who do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, Chris and Roberta Laundrie could have been the greatest parents in the world, mm-hmm. and their kid could have still been a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And, and for all we know, by the way, because now that he's dead, we have no idea what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, for all we know, it could have been in self-defense. So this speculation of, and I'm not saying that it is, I'm saying this 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 knee-jerk reaction on behalf of people who see a victim and a perpetrator without understanding the context of what happened because they don't understand the context of what happened, and in this instance, we may never understand the context of what happened, I think cannot be uh, stated as anything other than evil. Because it, when you're when you're playing this game of morality and you're labeling people without understanding context, and then you take people who are, I mean, look, what do they gain from doing certain things? Like their daughter, their potential daughter-in-law is dead, and their son is dead, and they're disliked, and they're hated. Yeah. What What else? I mean, why? What do they gain? They gain I, nothing. I think they don't. I think, again, it's a tragedy that Gabby uh, was killed because they did rule that she was killed. Sure. It's a tragedy that... Um, but, but again, we don't know what the context of that death was. I'm we not... don't know, but we do know she was strangled. And to strangle someone, it's it's pretty intentional because uh, sure. they usually pass out before they die and sure. you keep going. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess my, my, my point in saying that type of... That, that statement is not to make Brian the victim and not to make Gabby uh, the perpetrator. It's to make the statement known for our listeners and for people who have been following this that we don't know what happened. So the only position that you can take that is the moral position is to say until the evidence comes out, I don't know what happened. No, I, I, I understand what you're saying and I agree with you. And just to sort of elaborate further when it comes to like you brought up the making of a murderer, um, Mm -hmm. the, there, there's also, I mean, I've, I've probably watched, listened to every documentary, podcast, everything you could possibly think of, of mm-hmm. any of the most famous cases. I remember um, Serial. Serial was one of the biggest podcasts ever now. And I think it was probably what really launched the... Um, Obsession with murder yeah. mysteries. And yeah. And I followed it pretty obsessively. I listened to the first season all the way through multiple times and at first I had one opinion very strongly and then later after doing some more digging and reading some more stuff and listening to more stuff you know it's just become muddier and then I had to sit back and realize this was taken to the court of law and a jury of this person's peers had made a decision. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as an outsider who isn't sitting through the entire testimony of every person brought to the witness stand and hasn't seen all the evidence that isn't released to the public, I can have my own opinion, but in the end, my opinion really doesn't matter. Yeah. And uh, I would like to believe that although there are outliers in every single possible thing you could think of, that the majority of our uh, 
justice system typically will get things right, does get things wrong. It's true. But when we start to take apart every case of every homicide that has ever occurred, where do we stop? Because suddenly you have people advocating for, uh, you know, these these people who have been sentenced and convicted of some horrific crimes. Well, and you can see a lot of that with what happened over the last year or two when it comes to these these very blown up situations in which certain demographics were shot by the police and killed. Um, Breonna Taylor being one of them, George Floyd being one of them. Now, granted, whether you have a position on those things or not, we're all entitled to our opinion. Um, a lot of people had egg on their face as time went on. And the real problem that I guess I have with this is not in the sense that there shouldn't be um, criticism of the police. There should be. I'm not a fan of the police. I wouldn't run around saying believe every cop, just like I wouldn't run around saying believe every victim or believe every perpetrator. I would say that people just need to take a breather and let things unfold. Um, the last thing you want is to be advocating for someone who is guilty because then you got to stick to your guns. And I would rather protect someone who is innocent than advocate for someone's guilty. Just like I would rather one, um, 100 guilty people go free than one innocent man be convicted. I would rather that be the case. I and do. So I, I'm sorry. Continue. This is, this is my position on all this is when it comes to the rule of law or when it comes to law enforcement or the judicial system, there's been a whole blow up of people saying, oh, the system's broken. We need to reform it or oh, we need to tear it down to its roots. People don't understand what comes with that. And there is a long history, a long history of procedures, um, historical context, laws, and, and, and various cases that have been won and lost that have formed the justice system that we currently sit with today, which amongst a lot of world justice systems is pretty decent because there is a defense of people who may or may not be guilty, who may or may not be innocent. And that is something that should be held even across the board. So when you see stuff like the Gabby Petito case or the Breonna Taylor case or the George Floyd case or any other case that you can possibly think of, because there's millions of them, taking the position of mobocracy view on this is the incorrect position because people jump to conclusions that they don't have context or evidence for, which not only makes them look bad, but flaws the judicial system, it flaws the justice system, and at the end of the day, true justice is not achieved because people like uh, Brian Laundrie's parents, who for all we know had nothing to do with it, are demonized and their life is ruined. You're not solving anything by ruining innocent people's lives. Right, and as someone who does regularly consume media on streaming services podcasts like I was saying that have to do with you know um, murder or or yeah. uh, fraud etc things like that um, I have to admit that this kind of as you called it mob mentality it fetishizes the entire situation mm -hmm. and in the end I don't know what happened to Brian Laundry, but I do know that Gabby Petito was strangled to death and I do know that there, in, in other instances, um, oh, geez, I'm so sorry. I wish I could remember her name off the top of my head. But the woman who, um, Stephen Avery from Making a Murderer, was convicted yeah. of killing. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you Bottom line is she was murdered and she was killed. And, you know, people can raise hell about whether he did it or not. But a yeah. jury of his peers had convicted him of it. And... And, and and this this proves my point. The fact that I cannot remember her name, but I remembered mm -hmm. Stephen Avery's name, just proves my point. Yeah. Because now, when I think of this poor woman who who was murdered in, mm -hmm. in cold blood, 
I can't remember her name. Well, and, th- and that's and that's the case with a lot of these situations. Now, just for our listeners, the only reason I brought up those two big name ones um, is just because they're the ones that come to come. I mean, they've been some of the most popular ones here in the States for the last two years. Um, but really, I guess my point remains the same is people like whether you're angry about it or not, we really need to learn from our mistakes with these situations because you're not solving. You're not getting vengeance for someone by laying blame at the feet of someone who's not involved. Just like you're not getting vengeance on a a corrupt police officer by lambasting every single officer that exists or lambasting the judicial system that one day could be protecting your ass. So when it comes to a lot of this, it's, I guess my point is I don't follow these things anymore because I'm tired of the Twitter mob. I'm tired of the online social media mob because it gets out of control. Like none of these people know anything about law enforcement. None of these people know anything about um, researching uh, crime, homicide. None of these people would probably save my life if I was being held up by uh, someone at gunpoint. They all just point and watch and they all commentate from their chairs. And there's nothing wrong with doing that, I guess, from an entertainment perspective, even though I have my positions on that. I think there's some unethical lines being tread upon these days when it comes to finding this stuff as entertainment. These are real people. They actually died. It's tragic. It is terrible tragedy. And if it were to happen in either of our lives or any of our listeners' lives, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. Mm-hmm. And even even those who are guilty. Like I, I look. I was on a position when it came to the very uh, blown out, like the very popular, uh, you know, situation in in Minneapolis two years ago. I had my own positions on this thing, but I would never wish that upon uh, Chauvin or Floyd. No, they're 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 people. They're human beings. Right. And and when it comes to laundry and when it comes to Petito, both of them were people and their lives should not have ended the way that they did, whether they're guilty or innocent or neither. I, I don't know the context of it because I don't follow it. But, um, I, I mean, I just wish society it would, would, would really taper their response to these things because it's if you get it wrong, you're really fucking evil. And if you're right, it doesn't solve anything. Yeah, um, just real fast before I forget again, and I won't forget it now. I definitely won't forget her name now. Her name was Teresa uh, Hallback. Teresa yeah, Hallback. I don't even remember that, and that's what's terribly sad about it. And she was, yeah, she was murdered. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, the, these are the these are the things that we need to remember. Is that I try I I try to think back to you know any of these cases and say okay if that was my sister or my mom or my husband or you know would would I feel comfortable with the entire country world analyzing everything Mm -hmm. of it looking up crime scene photos I mean probably not well, and, that's... And, and sometimes some people might think differently. I know that Gabby no, Petito's, I don't... well, Gabby Petito's family really they wanted the publicity, but I think they were also interested in finding more about Brian Laundrie. Well, I, think I would make difference... the I would make the argument now yeah. that he is dead. That again, I don't know. I'm not them. They could very well think differently, but I would say okay, we let police handle this now because now all anyone can do is just mob justice, want more, go after his parents because he's dead now and his parents are alive and they didn't talk. Well, I I guess my my position on that, there's a difference between publicity and uh, hard on your sleeve, I'm going to solve this crime in my mind mentality. Those are two separate things. And like it's like with the, uh, was it John... 
Sean Benet Ramsey situation. Yeah. That was publicity. And there was a lot of hatred there. And obviously like these, these popularity situations with these, these crimes like the black Dahlia or, you know, uh, like uh john bidet ramsey or um or jeffrey dahmer the these these things have a strange habit of bringing out the worst in people who otherwise had nothing at all to do with the situation well i think back to um there's there's a podcast called oh geez what was it called well it was it was about it was about another Teresa. i'm pretty sure she was in Georgia. She was a teacher and she uh, she passed away. And mm-hmm. for years, her boyfriend was accused of doing it. And then uh, just recently, I think in the last couple of years, they had found out that it was just some random guy yeah. who was a young guy who was never looked at before. Mm-hmm. And he admitted to everything and led her to the remains that were still there. And her and boyfriend's so, life is ruined. Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah. Well, we don't have to keep harping on this. I just... It's just it's a sad it's a situation. Difficult... Um, both news topics were were pretty yeah. pretty tough today, um, but you know speaking of a society that uh, isn't I mean it probably may be worse than ours, but is a uh, hopefully not I don't know I didn't I didn't read too much into this <laughs> this is a, this is all you pal um, we're gonna be talking about the skull and bones society skull and bones <laughs> that was really incredible. I had to do a little bit of a sound effect. That was really good. You that, like that? that you was... need to add like some scary the Halloween music. Bones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're also known as the Order, Order 322, Brotherhood of Death. Why Why is it that these organizations, uh, well, maybe not besides the Masons, the Masons were kind of a boring name, but why do these organizations have the most like conspicuous names possible? Listen, like I... we're the, we're the, we are the doom, we're the, the, we're the doom and death patrol. Are you kidding me? Uh, I love the well, name uh, Skull and Bones. That's like Beowulf. That's like I almost said your name there. <laughs> Bay. I'll just say Bay. That Bay. is like that is like refer that's like if you wanna like street race, getting into the most expensive, loud vehicle possible and just driving around super fast, rather than having a sleeper vehicle that looks like a POS but can blow the fastest car out of the water. Like it, it, I would rather be a part of a group that's just known as the group. Like, why, why does it have to be why Fight Club? Not? Like, no one talks about Fight Club. Like, we don't talk about Fight... Well, the name is Fight Club, dude. The name is everything. No, it's not. No, oh, it's not. I disagree. I love I disagree. it. I think, I I think the most it. dangerous organizations in the world are the... Or, are, are in the world. In the world are organizations that have inconspicuous names. All right. Well, ISIS. Your podcast is called The Wolf and Bull. Who knows? No one knows. Everyone knows what that is if you look into it. But still, like if you heard it without knowing any context, you wouldn't know what that means. Do you remember the show Archer? I do, yeah. And how they're like... Called ISIS? Yeah, they're called ISIS. <laughs> I always thought that was hilarious in a Rough. disturbing way. I don't know if they did that on purpose or not. I don't think they did. Anyway, yeah, the Skull and Bone Society. It's a secret society and it is for undergraduates and it's headquartered at Yale University. Wasn't this wasn't this loosely based off of a wasn't there a movie based around this? Was uh, the Dead Poet Society based around this? I don't think so. I think just the word society. That's what it was for me. Yeah. Robin Williams. <laughs> Robin <around>. Williams was <laughs> not part of the Skull and Bones, <laughs> I must say. Did you ever watch the, the the movie when he was a doctor? What was it called? Uh he was a like a, a doctor that would heal people with laughter. It was no, like actual, but that like, sounds about movie. right. Yeah, it was a feel-good movie where he would like. I can't remember the name of Umi. Uh, uh-uh, I have so, no idea. Uh, Robin I need to Williams. watch it. Notorious for stealing people's. Jokes, I love by the, the way. movie Dead Poet Society, though. 
It's so good. Um, it makes me cry. Patch Adams. You never watched Patch Adams? Never heard of it. It's kind of a sad I, movie. I, like, I can picture, I think I've seen pictures of him in the movie. Yeah, where I he can, has like a clown nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can, yeah. I, I can see that in my head right now, but yeah, I've uh, never watched it. Yeah, one of those characters in society that a lot of people like really, really liked, but didn't really dig any digging into why he was so popular and like joke stealing was a big thing of his. So kind of a bummer. Yeah, I've heard that a lot, but um, he was like a male Amy peace, Schumer. Rest in peace, Robin Williams, because he is. Oh, it's been long enough. He he's been long enough. he is now passed away and cannot defend himself from our podcast. Yeah, that's why it's which been reaches long millions. No, it's been long enough. It's been long <laughs> enough. We can attack him now. That's the whole point. Uh, you you know where Yale University is, right? Connecticut? Yes, New Haven. Mm. I always wanted to go to an I would have said no, but I looked at the uh the <laughs> notes. So yeah. I wanted to go to an Ivy League. Yale. Not 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 Yale. Good old Yale. Not Yale. Halad. I did yeah. then realize that my family neither had enough money, nor were my grades good enough, nor was I diverse enough in my extracurriculars to ever yeah. go to an ivy league no I'm, I'm cool not going to an ivy league league i look I, I don't mind being around people who enjoy their their smell of their own farts um i do too but someone they, i went to high school with went to yale i just realized that wow. i didn't know him very I had well someone, i had someone go to princeton um yeah i mean so uh, skull and bone society uh you know yale university <sighs> located in new haven connecticut uh lots of mystery and conspiracy theories surround the organization um, from my understanding, and uh, it, it's one of the big three, like one of the big like three yeah, there's secret two societies. Um, two other, well, the other two aren't necessarily secret. Are they all at Yale? Yes, these, yeah. The there's there's Skull and Bones, which is the big secret society that most people know about. Then there's also Wolf's Head. Ha ha! Hey, I don't, I don't like that you. one. I don't and like then that one. Scroll and Key, and those two are not. So they're, they're almost like fraternities, these? kind of. They're almost like fraternities, except I they do want... blood sacrifices. And... Look, if you are someone who knows more about the Skull and Key or Scroll and Key and Wolf's Head, and you want to leave a comment on Apple reviews to we, scathingly, we have, we, scathingly tell me yeah. how wrong I am, please. Five do. years <laughs> from now, when we, we we when we get those real numbers, you know, someone will be like, "Hey, you're wrong." Yeah. The, well, well, Skull and Bones is the the very secretive one that is very popular. Well, much like all secret organizations, this these groups, three of them, they have a parent organization, so they're kind of like ABC company well, well, behind it, Google. It's only Skull and Bones as the parent organization. Oh wow! So yes. it's like a business. Yes. They, they it is a business. It's 10, a trust. They filed a ten forty. <laughs> they do. They do yes. their taxes. Wow. Well, well, we can assume. Well, it, it, wow! It is a business. It's an alumni business that boasts the ownership of their real estate holdings and the preservation of Skull and Bones membership. Members are regularly regularly referred to as Bonesmen. Ah, oh, that is an unfortunate name. I love it. Bonesmen. Oh, that's hilarious. Including the woman. Well, thank God they removed the R. Bonersmen. Yeah, bonersmen. <laughs> <laughs> no one thought about that one. We don't huh? want to insult them. Well, yeah, I don't want them to come after me. Get a cease and desist <laughs> letter from a secret organization that has a not you know secret what? parent organization. That's how we know we made it. Or your podcast. A cease and desist letter is how we know we made it? From the Russell Trust Association. What if they're owned by the IRS? That's a terrible we made it situation. That's terrible. Maybe. They might be. They actually. could be owned. Yes, Yale people who graduate Yale. from Yale <laughs> definitely go to work from the IRS. Yale. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's <laughs> it's like Yahweh or like Yahoo. Yale. Um. That was great. You like that? Yeah. 
Well, from your notes that I found that I'm now claiming as my notes, mm-hmm. uh, the society was founded in 1832 by William Huntington Russell and the and Alfonso Toft after a bit of a spat amongst the established Yale debating societies at the time. The <laughs> group included 12 additional members initially. So this was, uh, this was founded after two men who probably loved each other uh, deeply got into an argument. No, no. These two men... They got into an argument, but they were on the same side of the argument. That's what I mean. Yes. So no, not argue- with each other. So like when Bull and I get into a disagreement, but agree at the end of the conversation. Sure. A disagreement there was, being there was us just saying, I understand where you're coming multiple from. Multiple debate societies yeah. at Yale at the time. And they had a bit of a scuffle, a little bit of a As debate societies do. Yeah. And then these two, including, by the way, Alfonso Taft is the father of former U.S. President Taft. Which we'll probably get to later because he was also you know, a member. Hey, listeners, in the last episode, we talked about world order in the Illuminati. Um, the older I get and the more I look into some of these very stupid societies, like the one we're discussing right now from Yale, LTD, uh, LLC.co, uh, mm. um, the more I believe in the nonsense in the world. Howard, William Howard Taft is, is the son father. of Alfonso Taft, who was the founder of Skull and Bones. One of the founders, co-founder. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why do people question Nepotism. conspiracy? No. Why do people question conspiracies? That's like that's like you telling me that uh, the guy who killed JFK is the one of the founding members of the NRA. What are the odds of that? Mm. You, you, it's, he's not, by the way. <laughs> he's say, not. He? But I'm saying, like, what are the, like, what are the odds you. of that? I know. Yeah. I said it was such <laughs> conviction. You did. Um, well, you know, from my understanding and from the notes that you put together, because I'm going to keep referencing this, that are not my notes, um, not much about the society was made public until 1871. It was a secret society. So it's yes. now a public secret society. Yes. Um, kind of like, you know, my it's email like- membership to Pier One. Um, when <laughs> Linman Bagg published his personal description of Skull and Bones in his book, Four Years at Yale, he described <laughs> it as an enigma which college gossip never tires of discussing. How is it an enigma when you're writing about it? I think it is this just mysterious thing that no one really knows the details about, but they want to, they just want to know so badly. Think, imagine being on campus and desperately wanting to be part of the popular club, but they literally shut themselves into a hole and they do whatever they do and you never know what they do. Yeah, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to be a part of that. I'm sorry. Um, so every year since 1879 to this day, to this day, to this day, so for over over 100 years, mm-hmm. The Skull and Bones chooses new members among Yale students as the, a part of the tap day. In the 90s, they began to include women in the society. Oh, how progressive. So traditionally, they chose 15 students, regardless of gender, um, from the junior class to become members. These are typically notable people on campus or leaders viewed by members. So now they're just selecting people who are Instagram influencers. I don't know how many Instagram influencers are All at of them. Yale. But I'm sure there's a couple and I'm sure there might be a couple in Skull and Bones because they do specifically look for. I've lost all respect. Popular, like very popular and and very talented jocks. I've lost all respect for cool people. There is a quote somewhere. um, I don't remember exactly what it said, but he listed the ideal candidates for a year and it said everything from, you know, the cool guy with 
with a cool car or the guy who gets straight A's but parties all the time. And then so this is literally this it is, is a popular club. That's what it but is. But this is literally people club. from Yale putting together future connections oh, amongst it's, it's the powerful group. in our society. Yes, yes, yes. Amongst the people who may or may not be the dumbest among us. Well, if you're an average person going to Yale, who is usually top tier in any normal really? setting. You remember that thing that came out a few years ago where those kids who weren't a part of That's the rowing tr- boat? That's got- what I was saying. I wish my parents had more money to send me to Yale. I could have got in. That's all you need. You I don't know. need to be smart. You don't need to be smarticles to go I to Yale. I could have got... I could have done some do you fake know, rowing do you want to know why yeah well you want to know why it's because all of that was faked and look i i've said this from the beginning about anything and everything if it can happen to you most of the time it can happen to me most of the time so when it comes to this stuff and learning about the the families who were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars and supporting the what was it was it was it princeton it wasn't just Princeton. It was a lot of it was a lot like of schools. supporting these drowning schools. Large quotes. No, there was there was or a USC? lot of a lot of UCs. I know Stanford was involved for sure. I mean, Stanford's the, pretty the famous one where like Lori Laughlin went to jail. Or oh, did she actually go to jail? I can't remember. Ah, uh, Lori Laughlin. I'm pretty sure she did. Uh, Felicity Recently. Huffman did. Yeah, it was. Um, I think both of their kids they they did it to USC. Lori Laughlin. I'm pretty sure. Uh, She's a weird-looking person. What? Uh, That's Aunt Becky. I don't know who that is. From Full House. Yeah, she did go to jail. Yeah, she, she did. She, okay, she went to jail and then she dropped thirteen million dollars on a vacation home. Must be nice to Damn go to it. jail and have I'd go to thirteen jail million. Too. Uh, Just for a $13 as of, uh, million dollar home. As of September 15th from the New York Post. So that's nice. Yeah. Lori Laughlin living a that's why I'm like, criminal life. I don't feel too bad for these people at all. Actually, I feel no, not bad I don't for feel, them I don't, any, I, in any I sort of way. I don't feel bad for them at all. In fact, I, would, I, I wouldn't wish anything ill upon them, but I wouldn't be opposed to something ill happening to them. Um, Listen, when you have that much money and probably have a passive income at that point, if you were smart with your money, because I think her husband owns that brand that Target bought, like the clothing brand that Target purchased from him. Pretty sure. I don't know what brand that would be. It's like, it starts with an M. Like, I want to say Massimo, but that's not right. I wouldn't know. Anyway, they have a lot of money. They got a lot of money. And I'm like, okay, if you were smart with your money at that point, you have passive income. Mm -hmm. So you don't even need to do anything. And I wouldn't even be worried about going to jail for... She probably went to a fancy-ass jail. You know, one of these ones where... That has Starbucks and McDonald's. Good food. Well, you know, it has a French laundry there. She wasn't wasn't going to a a jail like the rest of us go to. She had the Martha Stewart... You know, jail. Well, Martha okay. Stewart just went back to her house. Everyone knows. And that. I love Martha Stewart. I, I I think she's great. But the point of the matter trading? is, was I don't feel she, sorry for these people. Was it embezzlement that she got in trouble with? Insider and I know trading? there was this argument that, oh, you know, these kids took the slot. And I'm like, okay, here's the thing. Please explain this one to me. I'm going to this explain. Is, please, please explain where you're going with this one. The likes of Lori Laughlin and Felicity mm. Huffman and all these people who were in that sting. There was like, I don't know, 30 parents or something that got got um, charged and stuff. They are a drop in the bucket. Oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> I'm of the opinion that they didn't have to pay anything. Their prestige and fame can get their kids into any college they want. Which... They don't need to pay anything. And even better... There are plenty of people who get into these colleges not by paying some 
ding dong on to get their kid on the fake crew team like they did. I'm a, I'm like looking at them like, why? What a waste of money. You could have got them in by just donating to the science building like half these people do. Which, again, I still have so much. I have so much issues with. Um, and, and the reason I have issues with that is because, as as I said a little bit ago, the older I get, the more. Uh, and we had a discussion about this earlier this week. The older I get, the more I realize that no one knows what they're doing. Oh, no, that, that's what I always like to think. Not a single fucking person alive. I don't care if it's from. like Actually, no, there's one man, one individual who I know of. And there's probably one woman too, but there's one man that I know of that knows exactly what he's doing at any given time. And it's the doctor from my 600 pound life. That guy oh, knows exactly yes. what he's doing. What's his name? Doctor, I, Doctor Day, Doctor. Something oh, ridiculous. I love he him. He is the most grumpy looking individual I've ever seen in my entire life, but he has never been wrong and never will be wrong about anything. That's probably not true. He probably has been wrong about things, but still. He's he, in Houston. Doctor, oh, Doctor Now is what they call Doctor him. Now. His last yeah, name not, is not now, just Now; it's it's Now Zardan. Isn't he Jewish? Now Zardan. Um, I'm he's not, great. I'm not. He's he's from Iran. Oh, he's not. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so he's Middle Eastern. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And uh, anyway, Doctor Now is what they call him. Well, I guess that's. And that, he I mean. is my like one of my top favorite celebs. And he's a doctor. No one knows who we're talking about. No, he's um, great. Anyway, uh, so the Skull and Bones, back to the topic that we were discussing after just just <laughs> lambasting the bullshit that happens in our society. Uh, equality, but only if you don't have money. Um, so where do these people meet? Uh, these people meet uh, on campus of Yale uh, in a place called the, the Tome. Uh, the tomb. The um, tomb. It truly looks like one. Of course, they would meet in a tomb. The original architect of the first wing in 1856 was most likely Alexander Jackson Davis or Henry Austin. We don't know. But both of those guys, maybe. Um, but it's not for sure. A second wing. So there's two wings of this tomb. Mm-hmm. A second wing was built in 1903. And in 1912, some additional neo-Gothic towers were added. So in the most conspicuous place possible for the most conspicuous club possible is where they hold their most inconspicuous meetings. Yes. This is a dumb club. I'm sorry. I love no, it. No, this it's is a so dumb group. Extra. It's stupid. I like this to is live dumb. my most extra life. I don't. I, do you know, in another world, in another world, I went to Yale and I got tapped and was it was inducted into Skull uh, and Bones. Yale is a print. <laughs> I have never been to New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah. Mm, it's cold. Uh, that's true. I don't know if I. Yeah, very you long. wouldn't. You wouldn't last. I'm, I am. I am it's a too cold. southern. California girl. Yeah. Well, the Skull and Bones uh, owns and operates an I- Oh, they own and operate an island. Of course they own and operate an uh, These These guys are about as conspicuous as James Bond. Here's the thing, In though. every single movie. James Bond walks into a... In the newest movie, for those of you who have saw, see, saw it. For those of you who have saw it. For those spoiler of you who have alert. seen it. Are you doing I don't issue care. one? Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. All the way. By the way, we saw Dune yesterday. <laughs> um, That's my only response to that. Um. I just saw the recent James Bond movie. Fantastic. I'm sure we mentioned it in recent podcasts. I enjoyed it. But when I see James Bond walk into bad guy layers dressed in a suit and no one knows it's James Bond, I say, huh, that's weird. Because all of those bad guys are specifically created by the producer, the director, and the writer to know who James Bond is. This is strange. So this is this organization is the James... I'm dubbing this organization. It's no longer Skull and Bones. It's the James Bond of secret organizations. Because everyone knows Ooh, who he is. It's pretty complimentary. No. James Bond was a psychopath <laughs> who s- was also a misogynistic pig. <laughs> so anyway, 
Skull and Bones owns their own island, apparently, uh, known as Deer Island. God, what? Wait a second. I need to say this in the proper proper voice. Skull and Bones owns and operates an island retreat known as Deer Island on St. Lawrence River, which borders Canada and New York. My dad has a Rolls Royce. <laughs> there is not much known about the retreat other than what's been written by Alexandra Robbins. Could you say this in a, could you talk in a wealthy girl voice, please? <clears throat> no, just talk like what's her face. You know who I'm talking about. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> Please, please. You're not Alexandra Robbins, a.k.a. What's-Her-Face. Elizabeth from Holmes. Elizabeth she was from Holmes. the D.C. area, so that might work, actually. It does, yeah. You're Alexandra Robbins. The 40-acre retreat is intended to give Bonesmen an opportunity to get together and rekindle old friendships. That was very good. Uh, so a century ago, the island sported tennis oh, courts. Oh, there, there was more to say. I'm sorry. Oh, that's a full quote. There's there's apostrophe. There was a yeah, 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 yeah. improper, improper English. Go get, keep going. Yeah. A century ago, the island sported tennis courts and its softball fields were surrounded. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. So pull, it's it soft- back, pull it back. Okay. Its softball fields were surrounded by rhubarb plants and gooseberry bushes. <laughs> this is the dumbest. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the dumbest. Rhubarb plants and gooseberry bushes. What is a gooseberry? I, I'm You've so You've never poor- had a gooseberry? Like You've gooseberry had a gooseberry? Pie? You're... You've had gooseberry pie. <laughs> don't look at me like you've had gooseberry pie. No, but I've heard that there's a pie that you can Yo, make so out of. High. It. <laughs> um, okay, I won't do the Elizabeth Holmes voice Stewart's anymore. Stewards catered elegant meals, but although each new Skull and Bones member still visits Deer Island, the place leaves something to be desired. Now it is a bunch of burned-out stone buildings, a patriarch size. It's basically ruins. Now I'm becoming like a... The, I'm going from being a wealthy guy to something else entirely. <laughs> Another bonesman says that the new call of the island uh, would be rustic. It would be to glorify it, but now it's considered a dump, but it's beautiful. Right. So I Google Earth this as I do. Is it a dump, but beautiful? I can't really tell. I, I don't understand what that means. That is the most wealthy, rich thing. This island that my dad owns that I drive my Rolls Royce to, it's still an island. It's on, it's on the St. Lawrence River, which island. is bordering New York it's and an island. Canada. It's an island. They own you can, an you can island. You go buy an island. Really? Yeah, you can. I can go a co- really, really financial analyst of our family. <laughs> I can go buy an island right now. Maybe not no. now. No, but one day no. you could. No. I didn't no. say you should. I said you could. Yeah, well, we one got day. the lottery in our future. Then that might be on the docket. <laughs> um, dear God, I, I, you know, here's my problem. Here's my problem with people that go to Yale, and I'm not. I'm gonna broad stroke this because right. Let's I, I'm offend all of them at once. Let's offend all of them all. Let's at make once. sure we hit Havard, every single. Uh, the Yale, Havad, Princeton, like all Stanford. Let's offend everyone who goes to Ivy Leagues right now. People, all these people who have he, he, immense power. Well, over us. I don't care. Let's go. Come Do on. they have immense power over us? Because last time I remember, I'm in a free country. Is this? Is this a? I thought this was America. Okay. Talking about Let's South go Park. For it. Let's uh, do it. I, the problem I have is there is for a lot, not all of them, but for a lot of them, and mm-hmm. for the ones that are particularly funded by the organizations of that are similar to Lori Lofton, there is an inability to understand reality. 
Are you saying you that are those in... who go to Ivy Leagues are in another world? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Do you want to know why? why? Because all of the journalists that run every organization these days came from those places. And there is an extreme disconnect between their reality of mommy and daddy paying for everything of theirs and owning an island and my reality of <laughs> boxes of freaking uh, hamburger helper as a child. Oh. Okay. So there are people who go to Ivy League. As up very I poor. said a second ago, it's not all of them. Oh, you. Okay. I good. said that. I did say that. There was a disclaimer, disclaimer. there. Most of them, though, come from very wealthy upbringings. Okay. Like our politicians. Mm-hmm. You're right. There is yeah. an elite group. Like Barack Obama. He was wealthy. So people shouldn't shit on any politician at all for being wealthy because they're all wealthy. Every politician, almost every politician that's a politician is wealthy. And if you look at if you look at what they make for being a politician and talking about being a politician, everyone should raise an eyebrow to that. Mm. Oh, you mean you talk in front of hundreds of people for four hundred thousand dollars? I'm a C-level exec and I don't make as much as a Mm -hmm. a politician. Yeah, these people make more than they made as president after being president. Isn't that weird? Strange public service. Interesting. Anyway, um, the bonersmen, I mean the bonesmen, I mean the bonersmen, I mean the bonesmen. Uh, are they powerful and are they elite? Of course they are. Sorry, I had a little bit of an aneurysm okay. there. It's yeah, right. a little bit of a, a, a You know, they were mostly white tick. Protestant males, which for a lot of these societies is the truth. But oh. they had a... Ner- ner- uh, racist. Well, <laughs> they would tap. They They did start tapping... When I say tapping, that's what they would do tap on tap day. They'd they tap, tap somebody dance. to invite them to be a member. <laughs> they started tapping standout athletes who were people of color. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For being Even athletes. more. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of questions. I can't roll my R's. Uh, <laughs> racist. Racist. Yeah. It's pretty Wow. Well, again, back to my disconnect with uh, the Yale grads and the Stanford people. They there's a little bit did of a disconnect. You, wait, did you know that Yale only became co-ed in 1969? I did. I didn't know that. Because you just told me that. Now I know. Oh, well, it does not surprise me in any way. The society, even though the, the university became co-ed, the, co-ed, the society remained male exclusive well, did, until 1992. Wait. Are you unaware that because of the phallic portion of a male, which is now referred to as whatever these days... Uh, there's an actual an extra level of brain power that comes from that. So that's uh, why it, up until 1969, they didn't allow um, anyone other than their uh, very homoerotic brethren into Yale College. Um, that is a true statement. I, I uh, can imagine what went down still goes down. I don't judge. They yeah, live their life. They do live their life. Oh, Benjamin, let us go to the Skull and Bones small <laughs> area and discuss secret societies. Oh, they did, by the way, um, like they attempted to tap women in, in 19. What does that mean? What is tap? What is tapping? tapping is when like, remember, I, I know what ta- about tap <laughs> day, tap day. They will. <laughs> I know tap what tapping people is. People that they selected. So, so this is a mental image. I have. ask them to be tap a day. It's a Wednesday. It's rainy outside because it's New Haven, Connecticut, and it's never sunny because people hate themselves. That's why they live there. It's um, never sunny. It's never in sunny. It's never sunny in Connecticut, and it's, it's always su- cold. It's I was always say, it's cold. always sunny in Philadelphia. It's always cold in Connecticut. Never sunny, always cold. Mm. There's a bunch of people standing in a a foyer of Yale College. They're all standing there, and they're doing nothing. 
and all of a sudden a bunch of really uh not masculine probably kind of nerdy pudgy but also very good looking because they have to get the popular kids too. Maybe they're all good looking. Just a bunch of model individuals go to these groups of individuals that are mixed. Pudgy, modelly, attractive, unattractive, fit, fat. So just a group of people. All white up until 1969. <laughs> all so white for sure. A bunch of these people, most of the, yeah. And <laughs> when you look at these demographics like, up until very are recently. Are you on the Yale football team? Uh, if not, yeah, yeah. You know you're on the football team because sorry, Chad yeah, fits yeah. the bill a little better. Y- y- well, mm, well, it, mm, Chad is Chad a white? Yes, name? yeah, it's a Chadwick. Right? Chadwick would Chad, be the oh Chadwick. Yeah, Chadwick. so there you go. So Maxwell. a bunch of people. Back to Chadwick my, Maxwell. Chadwick Johnson. There's, Chadwick Johnson would be the, the oh football. Anyway, um, back to my imagery here. Bunch of white people, one or two minorities up until 1969. All men. Now a few women uh, standing cold, depressing New Haven, Connecticut. No one wants to live there except people who go to Yale because that's where the power is. And then a bunch of group of attractive people all barrel. Wait a sec. All barrel into this foyer and they just walk around tapping people. What happens to the people that aren't tapped? I'm pretty sure it's on Are campus in general. There's not like a foyer where they're all standing so, with candles. Well, that's what I mean. It's on campus. That's where they would stand with the candles. So you get tapped on any given day. You can. So I could no, walk it's around. One, there's one specific day. Okay. So one specific day. I could theoretically walk around because no one knows I'm in this society because it's a secret society. I could theoretically no, no, walk no. around on campus. People know who's in it. Then it's not a secret society. No, they just don't know the practices or what they do. That's not what makes a secret society. It's not, the, no. it's not a secret who's a member. Do you know what happens at NASA every day? Uh, yeah, because really? first thing in the morning, I fly Space to, stuff? I fly over to Houston, then I go okay, to Cape Elon. Canaveral. All right, and okay, then, okay yeah. Elon, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I am Elon. Yeah, I, well, I thought you were Elizabeth Holmes. I um, have a I have a button that I press and I turn into beep, Elon boop, Musk. Beep, um, I guess my point is this is this is like a it's on the secret society list, but maybe me being the the decider of some of these topics, maybe I've made a mistake. This is not really a secret society. This is just a high level club. We're basically talking about the Aren't Disney. Aren't all these just clubs? They're networking clubs. The Illuminati was. This not is a like club. the equivalent a of a Facebook group the in the eighteen hundreds. No, not a club. Okay. Well, this is like level. This cool is like Yale's version of Club Thirty Three. Yeah, probably. There you go. It's Club 33. <sighs> well, anyway. But, but but you have to, going back to the woman part, because they tried topping in a woman in 1971, uh, but that year's society alumni did not like that very much. So they were labeled that year's club, 1971, as the quote-unquote bad club by the alumni. And it was debated over for years. And then in 1991, they tapped in seven females and it caused quite the issue. The alumni ch- changed the locks on the tomb so, so that club couldn't meet in there anymore that year. And they got a restraining order after they voted in that women could go in. Okay. And all right. Wait a, a second. So for, again, for all of our listeners, because most of our listeners are women. Really, we will have a lot of listeners who are women that listen to our podcast, which uh-huh. is nice. Um, so, howdy. Uh, this is why we as a society really need to get our act together and start understanding that the Yale graduates and the Stanford graduates and all the people that are in power now, because that's where they go. They go from those schools to in power. Those are the people you should be mad at. Don't be mad at me. 
for my dumb statements as a ignorant white guy, okay? Be mad <laughs> like, at the people in power that would change. You know what? I If I was in the Skull and Bones Club and I went to Yale, you know what I would do? I would involve everyone. Do you want to know why? Because the more people that like you, the more power you have. That's why. These morons, who are probably now all in politics because this is 1991 prominent so they're all in politics now um why is no one getting angry at them hillary clinton was probably in yale she was she she didn't go to yale i have no idea i don't know enough about hillary clinton i know bill is getting better he looks bad I, well, I, he's I, getting old. No, no, no. I talked about it last episode. You clearly did not listen to I our last listen episode. I did listen to the last oh, episode. Oh, God. I did. I have no supporters. I did. Um, I listened. He, he's sick. He's getting better. But man, does he look old. He's like, he's got one of those hairlines, like his receding hairline, rather than just from the sides as it is with most men, has actually just started from the middle of his skull. So his hair is on the sides still, but now it's looking like kind of like he has like a spoon or like a half halo on his head. She did go to Yale. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Well, I didn't either, but now I say I do, did. She was probably a part of it. So, you know what's so funny about this is, uh, one, weird. Like, why why in the world? <sighs> she went to Yale Law School. So, okay. So, after she after When she did she go? Graduated. I'm trying to look it up. I don't think... She, there's nothing been said that she was ever... Would there ever 1971. be 1971. She 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 was too old. She was not a junior undergraduate. She couldn't have been. Maybe in 1971 that was her. Maybe she was the one that got No, it in. couldn't have because it's an undergraduate society and she uh, was not an undergraduate. Okay. It's a secret society. We don't know how they judge their <laughs> rules. Um, so <laughs> apparently they conducted, I think this is in 1991, uh, they conducted a vote to permit women as, you know, normal masculine uh comfortable with themselves men too um and apparently it won 36 368 to 320 but alumni william f buckley you have got to be fucking kidding me obtained a temporary restraint it was william f buckley dick f buckley <laughs> dick you know who william wait, f wait, buckley wait, is wait, right wait, wait, wait. you do you know hold on no 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 uh i just had a total brain fart moment Dick is short for Richard, not William. Why did I say that? Whoops. <laughs> William F. Buckley is an author, specifically a conservative one, and he founded the National Review, which yeah. is a media He did not want women in the skull and bones. So, again, this goes back to my statements on, and look, I don't care if you're conservative, Democrat, or conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican, socialist, communist. Well, I do care if you're communist. That's okay, though. You live your best life. Um, <laughs> but I don't care about all this. What I care about is assholes. And there are assholes on both sides. William F. Buckley, at that time, was an asshole. Mm-hmm. Might not be. Is he even alive anymore? I don't think he's alive anymore. Um, well, this was in 91. So he could be. Oh, jeez, uh, that was 30 years ago. So. Wait, no, you know what? Maybe this, no, I might be thinking of a different William F. Buckley because this. I think you might be thinking of somebody else. 2008, yeah, no, he wasn't in it. Yeah, this is somebody else. 
So this is a different William F. Buckley. What is it? William F. Buckley. That's. Uh, I don't know. Oh, William F. Buckley Jr. Okay, I have no idea, but there was a William F. Buckley that may or may not be this William F. Buckley. That's why I'm confused because like that doesn't make any sense. Well, anyway, um, that he he fought really hard against this, but they did a second vote and eventually he relented and all the the debate was dropped. But um, yeah, women do not make up the majority, but they are allowed. In fact, uh, I I don't even know what the percentage is of membership for women. But they do. Well, what what are the what are the well, that's all that could probably be gathered from what the percentage of women being in attendance at Yale is compared to men. Because I do know now the tables, the turns have tabled, and women at a much higher rate go to graduate and undergraduate schools than us males. We are a dying breed. Um, so names of members, because this is a secret society, were never kept secret, but meetings in practice were, I don't understand this. Uh, members were given nicknames that were drawn from literature, religion, or myth. Of course they were. God, what a bunch of pompous assholes. (laughs) Nicknames have been Long Devil, Hamlet, Thor, Ball, which I believe Ball was a satanic figure. Yeah. Um, um, and you know who was nicknamed that? Hillary Clinton? No, uh, former President George, George H. W. Bush. No fucking way. Yep. Wow. Oh wait, no, no, no. That's not right. That's not right. That's not right. I got that wrong. No, I'm wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. No, the one who was nicknamed Ball was um. Oh. Uh, it's not here. Henry Luce. Henry, Henry Lewis. It Luce L U C E. I don't know. I have no. He's idea. the former founder and publisher of Time, Life, Fortune, Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Yeah, that was his nickname. Yikes! So again, back to what I said a little bit ago. All these assholes go on to create and control everything. Um, so prominent reported alumni: former President William Howard Taft, the founder's son; former President George H W Bush, nickname reportedly Magog, which yeah. I believe mm-hmm. actually is a demonic. That's why. That's why I got them mixed up. I got them mixed up. I'm trying to remember uh, what Magog is. Um, no, he, no, he's he's a he's a person, the son of Japheth, son of Noah. Um, okay, well, whoops. Apparently, Japheth's son, um, which is in uh, the, in the table of nations in Genesis 10. I'm looking this up. This is not something I know off the top of my head. Okay. Um, uh, apparently, George W. Bush was a member. So there's nepotism. Chauncey uh, Depew, uh, president of the NY Central Railroad System. Juan Terry Tripe, founder and CEO of Pan Am. Joseph Gibson Hoyt, the first chancellor of Washington University in St. Louis. Supreme Court Justice Morrison R. Waite. Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart. James, I'm assuming, Jesus Angleton, mother of the CIA. Henry Stimson, former U.S. Sec- US Secretary of War. Robert A. Lovett, former U.S. Secretary of Defense. William B. Washburn, a governor of Massachusetts. As you mentioned, Henry Luce, the former founder and publisher of Time, Life, Fortune, and Sports Illustrated. John Kerry, who still exists and uh, believes that he is doing the world good when it comes to global climate change by flying in his private jet. Stephen A. Swarmsman, founder of Blackstone Group, which is currently buying up private properties and real estate at a record level and Austin Goolsby the chairman of Obama's Council of Economic Advisors and then there's a few other people that I'm just not going to mention but one was Harold Stanley from Morgan Stanley co-founder and Frederick W. Smith founder of FedEx oh, I so, thought you weren't going to mention them uh, I lied <laughs> much like all of these people who have been in uh, this this skull and bones secret society now you know again this is 
I just, I can't keep, I cannot not go back to this. Every single one of those fuckers has been a part of shaping the current society that we exist in. And that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. But it, I, guys, there's no mass group of friends I think it has... who collectively get together to decide things that happen in society for the better of society. That doesn't think, exist, everybody. I think you can definitely go down that route. But I think more so, and I think most people can agree that it's about who you know, right? These people are all connected. They networked and they know each other. And, and a bunch of these people, by the way, each other. a bunch of these people were at Bohemian Grove. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. I yeah. would love to talk about yeah, Bohemian so, Grove. Well, and according to... But did you realize... <clears throat> according to Alex Jones, according to my research, oh, yeah. at Bohemian Grove, it was basically a big, giant, gay sex orgy. That's exactly what Alex Jones has said. And if it was, George W. Bush, in his autobiography, stated about Skull and Bones, Skull and Boners, um, Skull and Bones, um, my senior year, I joined, joined Skull and Bones, a secret society. So secret, I can't say anything more. You do realize, that's very interesting, because... George W. Bush and John Kerry were the Democratic and Republican mm-hmm. candidates during the same presidential race. Mm-hmm. And when asked what it meant, this was to John Kerry, what it meant that he and Bush were both bonesmen, he said, not much because it's a secret. So um, they actually were not in the same society group. I think that oh. John Kerry was after George W. Bush. Bonersmen. Bonesmen. Bonesmen. Bonesman. Yala University Bonersman LTD. But they've kept their silence. So. I am absolutely positive <laughs> at this point in time mm-hmm. that all of these things that were popularized to be figments of our imagination by pop culture are all true. Well, you know what I I was thinking? Like, there's been a lot of people who've gone through skull and bones. A lot of people, 15 people a year, apparently. And not one of them has really talked. Why? Don't you wonder that? Because they're all a part of a massive conglomerate of powerful families that are all in mentorship and uh, allegiance to the George Soros empire. That's why. Oh, thank you for your hot take. Joking. (laughs) Um, not really though, because they probably, but there's rumors about them. There's rumors that they've stolen skulls of Martin Van Buren, uh, Pancho Villa, uh, Villa, Villa, Villa. and, uh, Geronimo. It's like Yale. The L is. They like to steal things from other societies. It's kind of like a big jokester thing on campus. (laughs) You know, steal the skull of Geronimo, which is really great to desecrate. Why do they have the skull of Geronimo? Um, it's it was on display. I think it was just was it why does a school, a pop a private university, why he does was it, an, he was an Apache man? Y- yeah, wait, why? Why, did, why? does wait, why? a private <laughs> <Wait> a university <laughs> why? have Geronimo's skull? That's like that's like Stanford having the Apollo thirteen. Why? Why? God. I have such a problem with our educational system in this country. It is, it you, is. Well, but it is quite strange, actually. Now that I, I've never actually. Why would they about have that. the skull of Martin Van Buren? Why, why in the world do they have the skull of historical people in a secret society at a private college? 
everyone's complaining about why we wait have a second, statues. Wait a second. Wait a second. Everyone's complaining. I think you and I might be wrong. Are you sure? Uh, I'm pretty sure because I'm looking this up right now, and I think he was buried, and they actually went to his grave and stole it. Again, why does a group of individual? Why do a group of individuals at a private college have the skull of a historical figure? Well, no, it's not confirmed. That's the thing. It's a rumor. A it was also a reliable rumor, I guess. It was also a rumor. There, there's a lot of things that have come out in the last two years that were apparently rumors that are now true. So I guess my point is this, that people should be asking. Everyone in the world, right, or everyone in the United States and across the world are tearing down statues and historical monuments to people that have done great things, maybe have had bad personal personal decisions excuse me may have had bad personal decisions or made poor decisions in their life but no one's wondering why a secret society quote unquote in a very prominent and incredibly wealthy private organization you have to assume all these other organizations have societies like this too why a bunch of their members have gone on into prominent positions within our society and they all know each other, why they're all rubbing elbows and why they have reportedly historical artifacts. Well, here's here's the problem. There's no way to prove this. It's a rumor because this you know stuff... You no, Hold on. This you stuff, go and dig up Martin no, Van Buren's grave. No, that's the problem. That's the problem because Geronimo, for example... Was buried in Oklahoma uh-huh. during World War One. He's buried at Fort Sill, which is in Oklahoma. And back during the World War One, six members from Secret Society Skull and Bones were stationed there, and it's reported that they dug him up, stole his skull, and they placed it in the tomb. Covered so- they and in in the problem is that they covered the entire uh, grave site. The afterwards with like very, very particular, very difficult. Like you cannot get into his grave anymore. Nonsense. Geronimo. Nonsense. I mean, they probably could. We have the technology. But... <laughs> if we can, look, if I can get, if I can order a double-double from in and out and get it in under 10 minutes, we have the technology to determine if Geronimo's skull is in the hands of a bunch of 20-year-olds Rich twenty-year-olds, most of them white. We have the well. That's the problem. The, we can. So we know. I'm looking at the grave, and it was covered in concrete, and uh, the stone monument on top back in the late twenties. And the fort, the people at the fort, the army general, they're like, it doesn't. We don't think anything was taken from it. But it is a huge rumor that a lot of people really believe that the skull and the, not, not the bones but, well, I guess the skull is a bone the skull of Geronimo is in the tomb at Yale yeah so here's what you but do but they can't prove and they they're not willing to dig up Geronimo's uh, no. grave this is what you do we have the ability to determine we look you may what, not be you saying go get a warrant yes that's illegal yes you go get a warrant and you bring the police to the freaking cemetery at yale university you open up the secret organizational's room and you say hey guys we're gonna borrow your skull for a little bit and test it and we're gonna carbon date it and see if it actually goes back to geronimo's time period and if it does we're gonna shut your organization down that's what you do with secret societies that break laws well 
It wouldn't be that difficult because if it's fake, you can just return it the, and then it goes away. The Skull and Bones, they have an attorney and they've denied, they've adamantly denied that they have okay, this. Okay, so it wouldn't be much of a problem for them to go and investigate, right? If you don't, if you don't have anything to hide, why do you have Does a problem Does anyone there? really care enough? Apparently I'm sure not. there's police officers and people in law that were a part of the Yale, Skole, and Bones group. I'm sure they can go and check. My, I guess my point, my, my point in this is the same point that I had earlier about Alec Baldwin and the same point that I had earlier about uh, Caitlyn Jenner is, is the, the, there should not be separate rules for people in society who come from a better situation than other individuals. Or we're not really talking about a world in which there is any real justice. Here's the issue. They don't have any hard evidence this is real. You can't just get a warrant for rumor. Oh, you can't. I'm not saying that you can't. Well, actually, there is reasonable suspicion. You can have reasonable, reasonable suspicion. suspicion. Yeah, that's why. There's I, no evidence the grave was ever disturbed except just a rumor. Okay. There was no this. This so, was a, this was over a hundred uh, so years again, ago. So again, look. Uh, 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 all I'm saying is, if this is like a legit thing, maybe. You know what you sound like? An armchair detective trying to go okay, after don't the you laundry. Use my How own dare criticism you? <laughs> against me? Only I can be a hypocrite amongst the hypocrites. Okay. First of all. I guess my point is not to say that this is a major issue. It's not. But again, like I have learned over the last few years, and as we continue to progress in a society that thinks that cameras and recordings don't exist and that they can operate in such a way where people will not remember that they said something you know, six months you know, ago, mm-hmm. um, I think that there could be plausibility there. So if there is plausibility, the administration of the school, knowing that they're it could potentially be an illegal thing since they know where this place is. They should go there. It's on their property, right? Does but Yale, does Yale own, yeah, but does Yale own the property? They probably lease it out to that company, the Russell Trust. But they still own it. If you lease it out, you still own the property. Or, you know, but, but can, maybe there's an agreement that they can't. So again, what are they going to just take everything inside? So, do you think no, if our, no, no, if our no. landlord you don't take showed everything up, they inside. could just like, I need to do some no. DNA testing on if this. If the landlord fake. showed up and said, Hey, I need to check. Well, now everyone knows we're poor. Thanks. If the landlord <laughs> showed up and, and God, we're so poor, please subscribe. Um, if the landlord showed up and was like, Hey, I need to check out your attic. And we said, no, 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 don't go up there. The landlord has reasonable suspicion to believe that there's something in our attic reasonable that they don't want us to know that they heard some other 20 year old mentioned but that if there was they a own the house from 1912 if they own the house it doesn't matter i guess my point is this if the skull and bones boners if the skulls and boners organization from yale university actually has this skull that's a major problem because what else do they have look it, we're not talking about the vatican here okay they're they're not an independent country they don't have their own... That's a, that's a topic you that, should tackle. Sure, it's a topic we could both tackle. But my point is this. We're not talking about like an independent country that has billions or trillions of dollars that can protect their own assets. We're talking about a company, quote unquote, God, what do they do? No one knows. A quote unquote company that has quote unquote powers in a quote unquote they situation. They probably have membership fees and, and real estate. They said so they have real estate. So they're, so. They're, a, they're a real estate MLM. That's nice. So <laughs> so with that's great. That's real Is legitimate, that guys. Is the conclusion we're going to come to? Skull and Bones Yale organization. has a secret society, which it's is a, really just a real, a real estate, estate M- MLM, MLM for politicians. Yep, that's all it is. And that's where we're ending the episode. <laughs> 
We'll be back next week, guys. Thanks again for uh, tuning in to the 27th episode of the Wolf Podcast. Just kidding. The Wolf and Bull Podcast. Uh, My special guest and probably future guests uh, on another show that we've been working on but have dragged our feet on. Um, Beowulf is uh, happy to have been here. And next week we have some other interesting topics. But again, for those of you, anything, if there's anything to be taken from this, it's to be taken that Yale is a very suspect very suspect organization it is that has an mlm (laughs) in real estate questionable i think what's going to happen is uh one of someone from our past maybe from like high school is going to message you online and say they're going to give you a tap they're going to poke you no one would want me no one would want me in that group and they're going to say no time for time for the wolf and bull to join no no the skull and bones it wouldn't happen Hey everyone, this is The Wolf speaking, wrapping up yet another episode of The Wolf and Bull Podcast. We appreciate you spending your time with us, and we can't wait for you to hear our next episode. If you like what you heard, tell your friends and family, your neighbors, the local bartender, your doctor, your boss, and hell, you can even tell us. By leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you can directly help build The Wolf and Bull Cult. I mean, uh, The Wolf and Bull Family. We can be found on most major podcasting platforms and social media. So what are you waiting for? Scoot on out of here and enjoy your day. But you should probably leave us a review first. But make sure to enjoy your day. But don't forget to leave us a review. Okay, bye!